Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 148 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded, and they were created. And He established them forever and ever. He gave a decree, and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all deeps, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above heaven and earth. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near him. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 15 through 17. Thus says the Lord, A voice is heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children because they are no more. Thus says the Lord, Keep your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for there is a reward for your work, declares the Lord, and they shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, declares the Lord, and your children shall come back to their own country. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 13 through 18. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise. Take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. Good morning and welcome to the fourth day of Christmas. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Albany, Oregon. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 148, Jeremiah 31, and Matthew 2. And uh, it's also the Feast of the Holy Innocents. And I've been uh, on vacation, so I hadn't hadn't been able to record. Um, But keep your eye on your RSS feed. I might record days one through three and upload them later and backdate them. But anyway, um, 
And Jeremiah, keep in mind, Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet because he was called to preach destruction to Israel, the last remaining of the two kingdoms, um, the kingdom of Judah. And uh, he fails to persuade them to do God's will, and they are destroyed, the temple is destroyed, and many Israelites are carried away into exile in Babylon. And ten tribes of the northern kingdom had already been destroyed by the Assyrians and lost forever. Um, and this is the, re- the remnant, right? And something to keep in mind is that it wasn't everybody that the bomb- Babylonian <laughs> Babylonians carried off. It was the elite, it was the influencers, it was the wealthy, um, the influential. Um, those are the, the, the main group, the main body of the Babylonians' uh, exilic project. Uh, those who were normal everyday Israelites um, were left, and they eventually would become the Samaritans. They were there for one generation for 40 years before they were restored, as Jeremiah prophesied. But the temple was destroyed. Jehozadak, who was the high priest at the time, um, had no temple uh, in which to practice. And it was his son, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, who would rebuild the temple when they returned. Um, but in the meantime, Jeremiah and the reading from Matthew focuses on the destruction, the pain, uh, the the weeping, and the, the mourning um, that uh, occurs uh, as they're carried off into exile. And Matthew parallels the exile with sending Joseph and Mary and, and Joshua, son of Mary, uh, off to Egypt to to imitate, to parallel the Egyptian, uh, uh, the, the state of bondage they were in when they were in Egypt. And um, as I read this, um, yeah, yeah, even the passage from Jeremiah and Rachel weeping for her children. Um, I was in um, Operation Baton Rouge in October 2004 in Samara. And uh, on the second night, uh, I remember uh, we were occupying this hospital and of course, people are bringing loved ones in to be seen, and the hospital isn't operational. Um, and I remember the mixed emotions that I think were going on when we were given a tour by one of the administrators of the doctor, I don't know, and we were looking for a place to sleep, and the only th- rooms they showed us were covered in blood on the floor. And on the one hand, yeah, there's no room, but also, like, he didn't have to show us. I think he was reminding us of the consequences of our country's actions. And so we, we um, instead stayed at a, a house across the street or across the courtyard from the main entrance to the hospital. And one night I was, or at one point in the night, I was on fire watch or night guard or something. And there's a woman dressed in black uh, with a uh, face covering. And she was just sitting on the steps and just wailing because... Uh, her child had died. She'd outlived her, her own child. And I uh, I was told to, to get her to move, and I, I didn't really, because um, I didn't want to disturb her. I think it's, I don't know. And that's what I think of when we hear about, you know, the, the massacre of the Holy Innocents, um, Rachel weeping over her children. Um, the effects of war are, are 
they're traumatic, um, but they also they also impart uh, awful knowledge. Um, I now know what a woman sounds like when she wails for her dead children. Um, it makes this passage very real, for lack of a better word. Um, it enlivens the Bible, and not in necessarily in a way that I would like, but it makes it more real. Um, and it's this horrific tragedy that I participated in. Uh, that I'll never, you know, wash away the events, the guilt and um, responsibility is something else. But um, it's it's a it's a mixed blessing, a bittersweet um, thing. Because who wants to know what that feels like? Um, I haven't lost a child. I've got two. Um, but I've come closer to understanding what it's like as I sat with that woman as she cried out to God. Um, and uh, so I think one of the things that soldiers and veterans uh, can uh, contribute to the church is bringing the reality of those experiences before their community to remind them um, as pastors and priests and ministers may preach this text don't forget that this is real um, that for many people you know if you haven't had this experience it might be just words on a page but if you have had this experience it can be uh, it can bring those memories and those feelings and those experiences back to the surface and I think that could be a good thing um, I, I think that some pain is redemptive um, that you know this idea or this instinct that we have to avoid all pain and suffering uh, sometimes works against us. Um, that sometimes, uh, you know, like the the demigods and heroes of Greek and Roman myths, like sometimes suffering just happens and we need to do our best to learn from them, to not shun them away or stuff them in a little hurt locker or something, um, but to allow them to remind us what it's like to feel um, because I think the instinct to not want to hurt is the same instinct that hardens our hearts um, and that is something that I think is more dangerous than you know the presence of evil in the world is the presence of evil in your own heart and the inability or the refusal to, to acknowledge your own capacity for doing harm and these experiences these pains that we carry in our body and in our minds I think are meant to keep us from repeating those pains, those experiences, those traumas for other people. So don't forget them. Don't let them master you, uh, but don't try and hide them away as though they never happened. Remember so that they don't get repeated on anybody that you might love. A prayer for families adapted from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, our heavenly home, we commend to your continual care the houses in which your people dwell. Put far from us, we beseech you, every root of bitterness, the despair of vainglory, and the pride of life. Fill them with faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, 
knit together in constant affection those who, in holy wedlock, have been made one flesh. Turn the hearts of the parents to the children, and the hearts of the children to the parents, and so enkindle fervent charity among us all, that we may evermore be kindly affectioned to one another, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Or, if you serve military families, subscribe to First Forward, a paid subscription feed providing commentary on Sunday lectionary texts a week in advance. Use it for sermon prep or just because you support the troops. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instruction will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in an episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off of air. So there you have it three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I haven't convinced you to fall in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.